Let me just text my husband just in case. Don't come to my bedroom. To my bedroom. Our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> awesome. Well, hello. Oh my God, I texted Shani. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you just tell her to not come into the bedroom? Because that would be epic. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the HEA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author. With me is my best friend and co-host, Kelsey. Hello, everyone. And our guest today is Angie from Her Soul for Books on both Instagram and TikTok. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. And we're going to be talking about books that make us cry. Oh, boy, do I have a list. (laughs) But don't worry, they're all going to be romances, all with HEAs, so if you are ready to click away, don't click away yet. But before we dive into our books, Weekly Hots, Kelsey? Oops, sorry, I lied. Before we dive into our Weekly Hots, I wanted to let you guys know that me and Kelsey have launched something really exciting. So there's a site called Buy Me A Coffee, and it's similar to Patreon but it offers different ways for you to offer support other than just a monthly membership. So in order to help support our podcast, we came up with the idea of something called Battle of the Tropes, a monthly competition where you guys can vote on the content for an ep- upcoming episode in the next month. And in order to vote, you only all you have to do is donate $1 to help support our podcast. In addition to Battle of the Tropes, we also have a few different membership tiers for anybody who wants to support us on an ongoing monthly basis, which we would appreciate so, so much. We truly love being able to do this podcast and put out this content for you guys and being able to support the podcast financially is going to be a huge step for us. Some of these monthly tiers have things like special exclusive discount codes to some of our favorite bookish shops, including Brightside Candles, which we've had Ariba, one of the co-owners on here before. She made candles for my Taken series, and they are honestly the most fabulous candles I've ever had. So we're going to have awesome discount codes like that for our monthly members, access to early arcs, works in progress, sneak peeks, and things like that at certain membership tiers. And then also each membership tier includes a vote towards the battle of the tropes as well so if you guys are excited to become part of the content creation process and want to take part in the battle of the tropes we're going to have our link to the buy me a coffee page in the show notes and again we really appreciate all of your support whether it's just listening to this episode reviewing this episode sharing it with your friends or deciding to become a donor all right back to the weekly hots So my weekly hot involves a little bit of like a a little bit of a travel weekend that Mr. EMT and I had. And at this travel weekend, we were staying in a particular spot with some really great counter height. And for those who know, know that a great counter height is just kind of kind of where it's at. Things can get a little bit spicy compared to like my apartment where the counter heights are just like all wrong. Like, honestly, they're just terrible. So that was fun. We enjoyed that. I feel like in every romance book, there's some like christening of a counter. There absolutely is. But in reality, my counters have never been christened because they're up so high that it's like, what would you, 
You need a ladder. Have, have they been Jewished? <laughs> Angie, do you have do you have a weekly hot? Is the weekly hot like can it be the fact that my package was found by USPS because that was like the highlight of my week? <laughs> yes. Yes, it can be. Oh okay. So that was that because you know it was Candace delivered on Monday. It was something that I wanted, like I was expecting. And I thought they lost, they misplaced the package. I talked to them yesterday, but somehow today it showed up. So anyway, it was open, like they opened the package, but everything was inside. So yeah. And they responded to you on Twitter, which was pretty impressive. Yes, that's apparently the only way that I could get a hold of them. <laughs> I admire your tenacity with that though, going after them on like social oh, media. Yeah, I yelled at them for about three days before they actually answered but anyway (laughs) (laughs) I tried calling the post office I tried to like be friendly but no one picked up so like listen I see no other way of doing this so (laughs) it was a last result but it worked out so that's good good. (laughs) my weekly hot is like a little different this week it's actually about my brother's girlfriend which sounds really random and weird but my brother had some like health issues and that were kind of out of the blue and if she didn't happen to be visiting and didn't happen to force him to go to the hospital it wouldn't have been taken care of so we are all just she's like our hero right now and we're all just really grateful for her and she's been with him in the hospital like hasn't left his side for its whole week and probably won't for another few weeks and you know if that's not if that's not love I don't know what is yeah <laughs> absolutely okay. so shout out to Victoria um, the real MVP yeah true MVP <laughs> yep yes the other day I was talking to her on the phone she was like giving us an update and I just like started crying I was like thank you for saving my little brother <laughs> <laughs> and she's you yeah. know like trying to like keep it together and she's like yeah like of course <laughs> yeah just, just looking at me like like <laughs> cut it off summer cut it off <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm probably not gonna keep this in the podcast but um <laughs> I facetimed Wyatt this yesterday and I was like I was like well you know like you look like you're starting to fade you know so like you know with the whole like mass and the whole cancer thing so like I'm gonna go and Gabby's like summer like <laughs> she's like summer make those jokes like a year from now like not while he's like just finished his first dose of chemo like I just like kept just like bomb like just my foot just was just shoved all the way into my mouth on like multiple <laughs> that sounds like me though something I would do Cause like I I don't yeah I don't know how to act on certain situations and I'm like <laughs> as someone who's been on the other side who's been the sick person in the scenario the amount of weird comments that we get from people like summer you've given me some weird comments over the years you've gotten better but like yeah. when you panic and when anyone panics no one knows how to talk to a sick person and they right. unless you're a sick person you just don't know how to do it and it, we as sick people identify that and usually we don't hate you like why it doesn't hate you you know like he's not gonna be like my asshole sister like not yeah. for a second 
I gave him my my peacock login so he could watch The Office, and you know that's our love language. So, that's <laughs> so yeah. he he knows that. Yeah, I have called Kelsey sicko on multiple occasions. Yeah, <laughs> like referring to her being like chronically ill, and it's just like, what's wrong with me? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, books that make <laughs> us cry. Not people the books. I'm super excited to talk about my book this week because Summer was like, we're going to talk about books that made us cry. And I was like, perfect, because I literally had just ugly cried over a book so aggressively at 2 a.m. that I then purchased the book twice, which is not something I ever do. I bought it on Kindle, which in its first state is rare. I'm like a free book girl till the day I die. But then I went and bought a hardback of this book to sit next to the other hardback of the second version or the book two that I'm about to start reading. So I'm stoked. Oh yeah, that'd probably help if I said what the book is. Okay, so it's Crescent City, A House of Earth and Blood. I know I'm behind on times, but I finally got with the times, you guys. And it's not just a fad, this book. It destroyed me. I feel that way. Yes. Okay, so you read it. Yeah. Did it also destroy you? Absolutely. Did you ugly cry at the end? Yes. I mean, we're talking about the first one still. Yes, but, the first one. Yeah. I haven't read the second one. Don't tell me anything. No, I'm not going to tell you. But okay. I will demand somehow you update me when you finish. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely okay. will. Because I will be screaming it to the rooftops. I will find a reason to talk about it in the next podcast. I don't even know. It'll yep. come up. Okay, so for those who have somehow not been on Book Talk, or maybe you're new into the book world, or you're like me and you just put like a blind eye to all of the fad books, am I saying that right? Is fad the word, or is it? It's not fade. Fad. Fad. Trending. Fad. Trending. Yeah. For all the trending books, this you is. Call, a book you could call it a fatty book. <laughs> I mean, it is. I should you not like a hundred, a hundred, no, like eight hundred pages. Hold on, I'm gonna look. Because I don't ever have hardbacks. This is a moment for me. It's a thick board. 799 pages. Actually, there was an 800, but it was a blank page. I would have put that in there too if I was an author, like just round it out. Anyways, 800 page book. What was I talking about? Okay, Sarah J. Moss, 800 page book, made me cry. So it's about this world that has fae, non-fae. It has all sorts of a variety of people. And our main character, Quinlan, is a half fae, half human. And she is living her best life. She has a great job as like an antique person. She works in like an antiques office. She likes her coworkers enough. She pretty much works alone, but she like bears with them. They're kind of like a huge part of the story in the end. And then all of a sudden her best friend, Danica, gets like gruesomely murdered. And I was not ready for that. And it happened strong. So her best friend gets murdered and she just falls apart. It's like these two, they were like twin flames. Like they were best friends, like the best of best friends. And she just gets destroyed. So then it kind of jumps like two years in the future. She's still destroyed, but she's kind of living this just like hollow life. Like she's no longer a partier like she was when she was best friends with Danica. She's just kind of like trying to survive still. So in this process of her trying to survive, she ends up meeting this guy 
meeting is a weird word. She ends up being asked by the government to like team up with this guy named Hunt. And Hunt is like, okay, he's an archangel, but he's like a fallen angel and he's enslaved. Like he literally has like a blood debt on his hand, on his hands, on his head, all the above. So he is not his own free person. And he literally does the dirty work of the government. There's lots of different rings of government and he does the dirty work for like this one particular ring. So now Hunt and Quinlan are together. They're staying in Quinlan's apartment and we all love a good force to proximity moment. So they're staying in Quinlan's apartment because Quinlan is inadvertently tied to now a string of murders, which always makes me think that Summer would just love this book because there's so much murder and so much death and so much drama that- I know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, also is Quinlan the same as Bryce? Yeah. Yes my mistake okay. I have five names for every single person it <laughs> okay. is outrageous is the same as Rune Dannon because those are the only names I know no Hunt okay. is the same as it's not that I'm trying to remember all the Hunt's names right now I, I just call them Hunt. I don't know how to pronounce it but like Athelar oh like yeah Athelar yeah so just he's Hunt let's just keep it with the pronunciation that we can handle yeah, Sarah J. Moss, if I could say anything, could you stop confusing me with the 500 names, please? Because I needed, I literally was afraid to Google like name chart because I was afraid that like too many things would get spoiled, but I truly needed it. Like that's what I needed reading this entire book. Okay, so Quinlan slash Bryce and Hunt are now together living in Quinn's apartment because she is tied to all these murders and he is doing everything in his power to not like her because he's like I literally like they call me the shadow of death like I should not be with anyone summer is literally pumping her fist up and down she loves a story like this so he thinks that he's unworthy of love and honestly like he's not even a free man so like I understand his concern and Quinlan is like I have given up my life of wayward partying and one night stands because that got me nowhere like my best friend got murdered because of it Oh yeah, she was like smashed and like banging like a half lion dude when her best friend got murdered. So like that'll definitely put you off on the one night stands. Or the half lion dudes. Or the half lion dudes. Kind of like all the above. Yeah. So let's just say they continue on their adventure together. Close proximity. Some really hot stuff happens. Like for a minute there, Hunt thinks that she he has found like her dildo collection. And it's just like, there's all these little moments that just slowly but surely build up along with like his protective nature because he's literally trying to keep her alive. And she's literally like, fuck off, I can take care of myself. And like, that's their entire relationship. And then we get to the end and I'm not going to spoil it because I cannot spoil it. If you are one of the people who have not read it, I just can't, like, I can't give you the nitty gritty details. Besides, I'm going to say there is an HEA. It gets wild. It's a roller coaster. I had to reread part of the end because it was just like that wild. But there's an HEA, at least for now. I mean, I haven't opened up book two yet, but uh, we'll see. I'm so excited to see your reaction to book two. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm literally sweating. Like I am full on sweating right now, just reliving this book in my head. But the tears, I never even spoke about the tears. Oh yeah. The friendship, the betrayal, the like sacrifice 
like I know I'm just using big overhead words, you guys. I ugly cried so hard. Like I could not put down the last 200 pages of the book. I was buddy reading this with a friend and she was like, oh, you're not going to be able to put down the book. And I was like, as if like, I'm a, I'll be fine. You know, I was up at 2 a.m. eating ice cream and crying. And then when I saw her later in the week, we were like, got together to work out. And she was like, so what'd you think of the book? We had already talked about it via text message, obviously, but we were then decided to like rehash it in person. And we get to the betrayal and we get to the heartache and we both start crying. So there we are in her living room on our yoga mats and we re-cry over this book that was just so, like it just like cut out a piece of your heart. Like I felt hollow days afterwards. And there was an HEA and I still felt hollow days afterwards because that's how much of this sacrifice just like took this book and amplified it to the heavens. Whoa. A fun fact about that book. I read it in paperback and I think it's the only book that I have that has a tear stain on page. Oh, the person I'm doxing for right now has a shelf full of Akatar. Full of thin glass. I'm like looking at Crescent City right now. I mean, just I'm like one of those for me. I know. Do it. And I'm I'm thinking like, or I mean, I live like less than five minutes away, so I'm gonna go home tomorrow at some point. But my computer died, and I'm supposed to be writing right now, and my computer's dead. Kelsey, <laughs> <laughs> hold up. <laughs> so it's like I did bring another book, and there is the office. But there's also a Crescent City, so who knows? <laughs> I'm just really shoving this book in the camera's face, you guys, because I really want someone to read this book. Because it's a book that I think she'll actually like, that I loved. That you're going to love the murder. Summer, it's so <laughs> yes. gruesome at points. You're going to be thrilled. I kept reading it and being like, Summer would love this part. And I just kept reading it faster. But it was still so good. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so sweaty. It also... <laughs> It also reminds me of my like current work in progress where it also starts with like the main character's best friend being gruesomely murdered. Oh, what a teaser. But um, okay, so this was the book that literally reduced me to a tearful, ugly cry mess. Someone else tell me about your tears. Angie, this is your time to shine. So what is, what is your ultimate crying book, Angie? Okay, I'm going to surprise the hell out of you now. <laughs> <laughs> because my favorite and the ultimate one that made me cry are two different ones. So there's that. Oh, okay. Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you know that my favorite one that also makes a lot of people cry is the Ravenhood Trilogy. But the one that I cried the hardest is A Thousand Boy Kisses by Tilly Cole. Oh, the YA book. Mm -hmm. And that's like why I was like, because from the start, you know, you're going to cry because it's in the blurb what happens. Mm. So, I mean, not exactly in the blurb, but I think it's in the right in the beginning. Stuff happens. It deals with like death and grief and stuff like that as well. But I was like, oh, okay. I thought 
it was going to go one way. And then when I thought that the tears were, I was done. Like I was Ariana Grande. No tears left to cry situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cried the hardest in the last two pages of the book. Oh no. Yeah. I what mean, like it, it is. <sighs> See, now that's once that's something that like I saw this as a non-traditional happily ever after. Okay. But it's up to interpretation, I guess. Was there like a cliffhanger at the end or no, it's it's closed, like it's closed. Is it how you say closed ending? When it's not like a cliffhanger or open ending. Yeah. But yeah, I really, really like that book. And it's about like basically it's about a couple that meets when they're children. I don't remember dates because I have goldfish memory. I mean the, the ages. But I believe she's five and he's seven or eight when they meet and he it it takes place in Georgia and he's not from the U.S. like he's from Norway it's like one of those countries up there it's either Norway or (laughs) Sweden and then like they get really close like friends because they're neighbors as well and they get close, and after a while, he has to move back because his father got called back for work. And in the meantime that they're separated, they never talked anymore. And stuff happens with her. And when they come back, like they come back to the US, he, like the, the guy and his family, everything is different. Mm-hmm. But the feelings are the same if that makes sense yeah Um, so they're in high school when they when they meet again and yeah like it's not by any means a spicy book but it's the one that made me cry the most (laughs) you know I'm pretty sure Tilly Cole has just like a raging boner for like star-crossed childhood meetings because the other two books I've read by her Lord of London Town, which is one of my favorite books. It's like the book that got me into dark romance. Mm-hmm. They meet when they're like kids, like eight and ten or something, in a very brief, like just one night, like their parents meet up for something and they happen to see each- meet each other for like 30 minutes. And of course, they're like constantly on the other person's mind for the next 10 years. And then the second book I read by her, It Ain't Me, Babe. It's a similar thing where, and I actually haven't finished that book, but it's a similar thing where they meet like for a, just a brief, less than five minute exchange when they're like eight or 10 or something. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this is her, this is her kink. Yeah. I read that one too. I actually read the first three books in the series. Um, yeah. The Hades Hangman. But I stopped. Like not because I didn't like the series, but just because also it got really dark. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm up for it right now. So I didn't DNF the series. I just like, how do you say I did it DNF for now? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I'll probably go back to it in the future. Yeah. yeah. And also Sick Fucks by Tilly Cole also the same thing. They <laughs> meet with their kids. <laughs> okay, but tell me you guys, did you never meet someone when you were a kid? Like summer camp? 
random neighbor and like imagine yourselves like growing up and like falling in love with them did you guys never do that I mean yes but it was for the the duration of summer camp it wasn't like (laughs) 10 years later where I see them and I'm like you've always been the one for me okay fair but there was this guy who when I went to like my family spot every single summer to this lake this guy lived down the street and he was only ever there for a summer too. And I was convinced for like six years that we were going to be it for each other for like six whole years. And that's a long ass time as a child. And I think about them during the school year, like the whole nine, like it was not just a summer thing, at least in my brain. Oh my God. Maybe you was- need to go back to that place. And he, oh my God, he's been going back every summer too. Cause you guys don't go there anymore, right? We don't. And he's been going back every summer waiting for you, Kelsey. I mean, his grandparents, it is their house. It just made me think that, like, did no one else just fantasize about that? Because I literally, like, wrote stories in my journal about these things. I don't remember. I never went to summer camp. We don't have that in Brazil. (laughs) Which is weird because, like, Brazil has a lot of summer, but a lot of (laughs) summer. (laughs) But, I mean, early teenage years, maybe, but not childhood. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I also thought it was Harry Potter's like long lost twin sister. So I love our imagination. Oh, look at I that. Can you see it? Yeah. I can oh. see it. I oh, forgot I that we're in a podcast. People won't be able to see it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's my 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 scar. I jokingly say that I survived all the more as well, but <laughs> patriarchy doesn't allow me to have the fame. <laughs> <laughs> The Ravenhood series. So this is like a notorious series, you know, some, something about rainy days and everyone, you know, <laughs> something about them. That's funny you say that now because I just remembered right before we started the podcast, like filming, filming the podcast, I went ahead and my husband said that he got two pens and I was like, where's the other one I only see one and he's like oh it's in the closet I'm saving it for a rainy day and I was like triggered (laughs) immediately (laughs) rainy days are not the same anymore it's it's so funny to me like how how like certain phrases when you haven't read the book so I haven't read the Ravenhood trilogies I don't think Kelsey has no I'm sure I would have heard about it if you had you hear about every book that I read nearly. Yeah. That's worth <laughs> noting. <laughs> you, you, it's so hard because you think like, how could this one phrase, you know, possibly have this effect on like thousands of people where they just like break down at the mention of rain. And, and I'm like, oh, what, what could it be? You know, what could it really be? And then there's, God, I'm so sorry to all my listeners who cannot get through a single episode without me mentioning the Royals of Forsyth. But <laughs> I'm gonna mention them too. So yeah. But there's this like, there's this one part where my dearest favoriteest character is like, "Do you see it now, little bird?" And it just like, like that. If if I say that to anybody who hasn't read the book, I know Angie has, Kelsey hasn't, so one of us looks like they're about to cry the other one looks like they're about to fall asleep Uh, (laughs) 
but like that like do you see it now like it just makes me want to go comatose like I can't but yeah like and I think Yule and Mary are the only ones now in the group chat that haven't read the Raven Hood and as a friend of mine that's going to change sometime before the end of the year (laughs) I assure (laughs) I can assure you that (laughs) and Kelsey you too have to read it because it's really good so it's it's books it's okay yeah and it's it's one continuous plot right yes exactly Okay. okay, what's the general premise? Because I've never seen so, you know, that's that's where I'm going to have a, pl- a problem because I don't know how to explain the book without spoiling everything. <laughs> oh, that is it's hard. one it's one of those books that you have to go blindly into it. Okay. There's like almost no triggers. If there is, it's like it's like a really, really some people call it a dark romance, but I like I think it's a r- romantic thriller with dark elements okay at some points because like I wouldn't at least for me dark romance it's something that's dark like throughout mm-hmm. and this one is like only points of the story get dark if that makes sense is it a white shoes no that's a misconception that a lot of people like yeah. to use to for the first book they like to say that it's a white shoes and it's not a white shoes what is what does that mean I'm guessing what it means, but like still just define it for me. Because like on the front, this is going to be like a small spoiler, probably. But on the first book, she is in a polyamorous relationship with two guys. Okay. But she doesn't end up with them. Okay. And then the term why choose is like an alternate way to describe a reverse harem or an RH. Yeah. Oh, so like, why would I choose between these guys or like exactly. these people yeah. when I could just have all of them? Oh gosh, yeah. why would I choose? Why would I choose <laughs> I was in that situation? Exactly. I was just fantasizing about my, the thruple that I was in the other day, thinking that I need to find myself another one of those. Wait. I'm sorry, what? did you forget when I was part of a thruple? Oh, right, right. <laughs> I thought you meant- <laughs> When you meant like the other day, I was thinking like last weekend or something. No, like I was just reminiscing on it the other gotcha. day. And then I was like, oh. those were good times. Those were yeah. potentially phenomenal times. But I digress. So yes, why choose? Why choose? So, but yeah, a lot of people mark it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the first book as a why choose. And it's like not the, 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 just the first book, it's like the, the series. But it's not a way I choose. I was just going to say that sometimes I get like very passionate about it. <laughs> and I, one of my hobbies is to quote unquote yell at people on TikTok saying, this is not a way I choose. Stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So we yell at USPS. We yell at these people on TikTok. Oh, yeah. It, but it's like whisper, y'all. I don't actually yell <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, seeing passion, though. I admire it. Yeah, this is... And it's funny, because, like, I read the series a year ago. And I did it with the physical book. Like, I read the words, let's say, the first time. And then a month later, I got the audiobooks. And I think it was, like, the first audiobooks that I've ever listened to, like, romance genre 
And that was where it escalated pretty quickly to an obsession. Because, like, I loved the books when I read it. But after I did the audiobooks, I experienced everything like it was the first time, but 10 mm. times more potent, if that makes sense. Because yeah. the audiobooks are duet narration. So the first and like the first second book is single POV through the female character. But we still have the guy doing all different voices for every male character in the book. And it's so good (laughs) so yeah yeah and it just I don't know it just makes everything more realistic when it's duet and it's my favorite series now (laughs) a slight understatement a slight yeah a little just not (laughs) not that bad (laughs) it's not like I have 800 videos on it Do you guys feel like you cry more when something's like beautiful and like touching or when something's like actually tragic and like something that would make you cry in real life if it happened to you? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like I would cry in all of the above. Yeah. Or I would cry the hardest when something is beautiful, beautifully tragic. Ah, there we go. Because oh, nice. Yeah, when the writing is good and the scene is sad, I'm done. Like, <laughs> but think about how many sad scenes we've read where the writing is not good. Exactly. Like, for example, in my book, right? Like, if they had not handled what made me ugly cry so well, it would have been like a whatever. Like that was cute. That was touching. But like, no, sobbing. Yeah. Like, snot running down my face like only eloquent and really just like enrapturing writing can do that too so I don't know if I could answer that like it's all based on the writing at the end of the day also when you can relate to a story and whenever you can put them to yourself like in those shoes that helps you cry harder at least I find it to be you can cry harder when you can like feel more of it in your own life yeah Exactly. Can I ask you something not like spoilery? I think if it's the same scene I'm thinking about, you're going to know by this quote. Is it the one where this part is mentioned, like my friends are with me and I'm not afraid? That was part of it. Okay. That was part of it. That was where (laughs) I want to say that's where the tears started and they started heavy. And then it got to the point in the library. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And that's when the snot started rolling. Yeah. It was just one after an and it was just, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. That's wow. exactly the same scene. Then. The same, yeah. like, yeah, that's the same, like, section. I'm glad, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Oh. And I'm glad that we spoke in code because Summer, you are reading this book. Yes. Yeah, totally I will send it to your door. You are reading <laughs> this book. I've been trying to get Summer to read Akatar, but she's been Come out of memory against it. So, Angie, help me. I will, yes, I'm joining on the. <laughs> I, I just have to throw it out there that I actually tried to get Kelsey to read Akatar first. You did. Over a year ago. It was, I was on a trip, and this was like the beginning of my book talk initiation. And I went to a bookstore and I saw Akatar, and I was like, oh my God this is all over book talk like this is gonna be great 
I should read it. And I picked it up. I didn't end up reading it, but I left it with Kelsey because I was in California and I was like, Kelsey, like this is book supposed to be really good. Like give it a shot if you want. I think it should be like Kelsey approved in terms of like triggers. And then I left something at Kelsey's house. So she dropped it off at my mom's house and then my mom mailed it to me. And guess what comes back? The Akatar book, unread. <laughs> I just, I can't even believe that I would do that now, right? I know. It's now, so funny. I'm like, it was in my hands. Like it was physically in my hands and I sent it back. Like, how could I have ever have done that? Obviously yeah. I had never opened, opened up the first pitch. Clearly. It's the amount of times that I curse myself when I read a book that's been on my TBR for the longest time and I refuse to read. And then once I get to it, I'm like, holy shit, I love this. And then like, why didn't I read this like before? Mm-hmm. Okay, Summer, we're starting a tangent, but I want to make sure that we talk about your book, whatever okay. that book is. So my book that I had picked for this episode was, well, because the books that I've most recently cried over was Duke of Madness from the Royals of Forsyth, which we have talked about in the- <laughs> I was gonna say we've we've covered it. We've covered it. it. At this point, I've read the book. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one is in Haley Tyler's Salvatore Brotherhood MC romance, Lost and Found. It's actually, I think, the third one. So there's Killing Calm, which actually Killing Calm had the most beautiful prologue. And it like was one of those ones that makes you that you like read after that that you get after like 300 pages of a book but that was the prologue I didn't I don't think I actually cried in the prologue of Killing Calm but then there is Little Bear and then Lost and Found makes me think about the movie Up like I just gotta say (laughs) it's the only thing I could think of well it's motorcycle clubs and I'm not thinking it's the same thing at all no but no but like when was the last the last time I cried in like a prologue was watching the movie up oh oh, oh my god yes oh, that's the only time that I've like had a prologue <laughs> of anything hit me hard was was that movie yeah same we talked about killing calm in this prologue in our MC romance episode with Haley and Macy way in the beginning I'll link it in the show notes. But the third book, Lost and Found, is there's this, I I don't want to say what it's about, obviously, because that's spoilers, but there's this one scene where the female main character has been like going through a lot of trauma and a lot of healing. And there's like this one scene where the male main character is just like, holding her hand metaphorically and literally and like the most beautiful romantic way and I was crying and so those two books Duke of Madness and Lost and Found I've talked about these books in these series already so it's like I'm gonna pick a new book so I picked Still Beating by Jennifer Hartman and a huge trigger warning for this whole book I actually didn't finish it but the premise is rooted around like kidnapping and rape. And I could tell that it was going to be like one of those like very soul wrenching, like beautiful books. But due to, you know, what was going on in my life this past week, I just like 
was like not yeah. not vibing with me. And there were some moments that were like pretty fat phobic and homophobic, which mm. I didn't love, which was interesting because I've never heard this is a really popular book and I've never heard people talk about this about it. Granted, it's something like one of the the, the main fat phobic thing was the evil character and is like constantly described as you know being obese and all of his like negative features has to do with him being fat and this is something that I actually have been guilty of in my own writing is like you know making the bad character fat or like talking about how you know they're short and portly and some of our conversations with Alexis Manis have talked about kind of undoing those like stereotypes of making the bad guy fat and having that in the back of my mind then reading this it just felt very like in your face so that was kind of irksome and then there were a few other things that were like kind of homophobic in terms of she like played a prank like in a flashback she played a prank on the main male character because they were like the main male character is the heroine's sister's boyfriend so he's been in her life for like past many years because of her sister dating him and they've always had this like antagonistic relationship and one of the things that she pulled a prank on him his like good friend from college was visiting him and before they went out to the bar she like slipped him a viagra so he had a boner the whole time and like his which is like kind of funny right but apparently it like weirded the friend out and his friend hasn't talked to him since. And like, oh. there was no point where like the, yeah. the, the evil main character is like, oh no, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck you. Like, I'm not a homo. And mm. I don't know, just like, like small things like that, where like, I wouldn't say like, this is a homophobic book. I think it is a fat phobic book. But all of that aside, that kind of just piled on to my current mental state and like what I wanted to be reading and that wasn't it will I give it another shot probably I think it is going to be like the the synopsis is a really really compelling one that I'm curious to see how it's played out basically the two main characters are kidnapped together and they've been like you know enemies for years and now they're kidnapped together. I think it's a really compelling plot and I have been really excited to read it in the past. So it seemed like the perfect opportunity to read it, but turns out it was not the week for it. But yeah, anyway, yeah. that's my rant. <laughs> I, have, I have read Still Bidding too. I like that, but I agree with your points. And I, right after that one, I also read The Wrong Heart by Jennifer Hartman. Mm. And I ended up liking that one more and that's the one that made me cry too like mm. what another one that was on my list i just found out something that i wrote like a while ago for the ravenhood <laughs> that i can try and explain the plot of the first one without spoiling it oh okay if i'm ready can go back i'm intrigued because i've been like i've been thinking like i didn't do it justice i'm like usually just say you have to go in blind trust me but I'm like, I have to try something else. I can't just keep saying that. So <laughs> basically, it follows the story of Cecilia Horner, 
she's a 19 year old girl that get, like goes gets in to live with her father in the small town of triple falls in north carolina and she's like supposed to work for a year at her father's company to get the inheritance like the her part of the company and there in the first day that she's there she meets this guy called sean roberts and at the orientation he's like her supervisor he's going to be her supervisor so they meet and there's like this little flirty action between them the first time because she cracks a joke when she introduces herself and then he invites her to go to a party like to a house party where like to the house that he lives with his two other roommates and then they go and after like some resistance and safety precautions she accepts it and she goes and see and then she meets all the friends and that's when I where I cannot say anything else because then it would be spoiling it but basically she like starts like hanging out with them mostly with Sean and then she realizes that there's like something going on that they all wear the same tattoo like they all have the same tattoos and like what the fuck is going on in this place and then she's like okay they're keeping something from me and they want to know if she can keep a secret but she doesn't know exactly what secret she has to keep so <laughs> that's where like the plot kicks in like the first book a lot of people say that it doesn't have a plot but it does when you finish the series you're gonna see there was like it was there all along you just didn't realize it but yeah it's basically that it's like mystery and a lot of secrets and shit that goes down a I'm lot intrigued. of yeah a lot of spicy scenes <laughs> chapter 25 24 and 20, 24 and 25 first book is like the the one that pe gets people like really hot and and then it ends like on a cliffhanger like one of my favorite cliffhangers in books i think but the second book then it's where everything starts to like come to light all the secrets and stuff and that's like where the heart break lies i can't say anything else because then i would be spoiling everything but that was good though like that yeah. caught my attention yeah it's like i'm intrigued if you read the blurb you're not gonna like you're not gonna know anything either because it was like intentional to make it like what the hell but yeah just like like I said I always say if you don't trust any recommendation from me I beg you to trust this one you have to go in mostly blindly to have the full experience yeah but. that it's funny that like I didn't even know the main girls like the main her name yeah her name Cecilia I had no yeah. idea that was so we have in the first book we have Cecilia, Sean, and Dominic, <laughs> my baby, and we also have like side characters that are really really likable. Tobias. Not in the first book. We have Tyler. We have Layla, and then we have the lovely girls Alicia that we meet her very briefly in the first one, and Tessa. We also like she's also one of the the friends, like Cecilia's friends, and they're all really lovely. But then, like on the second book, you start to see like all the 
what they're what they've been keeping from Cecilia. Ooh. Yeah. I have no idea, like literally no, no idea of the plot. And this is the most I've heard of it. It's kind of like the fight club. The first rule <laughs> about the Raven Hood is you don't talk about the plot with anyone that haven't read, like that hasn't read the, the series. Yeah. But it's gonna be hard as the author though to like put a book out there and not tell anyone anything about it, but just magically have gotten enough attention that now it's like the fight club. Yeah, and That's I think now it's like the selling point, like one of the like what how you have to read to know what the heck the book the book's about. And yeah. it's funny because like after you finish the, the series and you want to talk to me about it, I will I could spend like an hour and a half talking about the plot that is not the romantic plot nice. <laughs> of the book. Like the romantic plot's really good, but I could spend like an hour and a half talking about the the other part of the, the plot. Okay. So. okay. Okay. Maybe we should have a spoiler, a, a spoiler dense episode after me and Kelsey read it. Yes, please. <laughs> and <laughs> I would come, then I would be like free to talk about it without yeah. the, the risk of spoiling anything. You one thing I will say, time. yeah, one thing I will say though, it's that it's a Robin Hood retelling. That's all I'll say oh. about the non-romantic plot. Okay. I like Robin Hood. Yeah interesting because you know like the actual plot is the secret that they're keeping so i can't say (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's do a little wrap up okay so like tl dl too long didn't listen (laughs) (laughs) okay so books that make us cry are usually because they're so beautiful lots of tender moments we had crescent city rolls of foresight Lost and Found, but also a lot of the moments in Haley's Salvatore Brotherhood series. Safe House, that book put me into like cardiac arrest on the plane from the spikes and then put me into cardiac arrest from like the trauma. <laughs> and oh. like it was, it was a tumultuous plane ride and it had nothing to do with the turbulence. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to say that? The entire just- podcast. No, it just just came out, and I wish I could take it back. I wish you would continue to say things like that because it just adds so much brightness to my day. Exactly. When you then turn tomato red after saying things like that, I get so much joy. <laughs> what tells like, is that? My brother, like, oh, you, you should probably go because the cans. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Angie is evangelizing. The Ravenhood series. She is doing the Lord Cecilia was Orc. Or I guess Kate, Kate yeah. Stewart. Or how shiny, shiny called me. Like, what is it? She can attest that I am not an AI Ravenhood created by Kate Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I met Shiny like last month. Okay. Uh, she was she was in the podcast a while ago. And on the group chat on Instagram, she was like, guys, I can attest that Angie is not a Ravenhood, like a, an AI Ravenhood created by Kate Stewart. She's real. Yeah. <laughs> like, not just like a CGI, a deep fake. <laughs> yeah. Deep plan. I'm not, a, I'm not an artificial, artif- I can't say that. She's just artificial intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> you said it just fine. Okay. I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Yeah. I wasn't sure if the whole world was supposed to get it or if it was just your friend group. So I just wanted to elaborate just in case it was the whole world. Yeah. 
the world of this podcast. <laughs> the whole world. I mean, we reached we've reached Norway, right? So. Yeah. yeah. There's like people in Norway, Germany, Australia. There's another country that I'm forgetting about that I was like, what? Well, hello there. Yeah, we're getting places. <laughs> hey guys. What's up? <laughs> people know all about Kelsey's sex capades. <laughs> Summer. Summer. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but <laughs> me and Kelsey were talking about it earlier. <laughs> My mom listens. I don't think she ever can like listen to a full episode. So I think she just gets through like the weekly hots. But terrible. she, which <laughs> the worst part in terms of like knowing Kelsey in real life. And she was like, <laughs> My mom basically implied that Kelsey was going to get smited. Full on smited. Full on. I'm going to come down and like strike her off the earth. (laughs) Oh, Kelsey in person. Kelsey's public persona versus her private persona are two very different people. Yes. Yikes. Yikes. I'm gonna get smited, you guys. I know. Yikes. Well, speaking of being smited, not really at all. But Angie, where can people find you on the <laughs> <laughs> You just cannot. You cannot. <laughs> not not related. I have a very bad habit of saying, like, speaking of whatever the last said to like not related. And by starting thoughts as, well, it's funny. It's never funny. I will literally start a sentence by going, oh, well, it's funny because, and I don't have anything I'm going to say. So usually like half the time, something will just like come out of my mouth and it has not a lot of thought. And then other times I just stop and Gabby's like, you did it again, didn't you? Like you started a sentence and like you had no idea where it was going. (laughs) okay so back backtracking where can we find angie oh yes so i am on tiktok and instagram with the same handle her sulfur books shout out harley larue because that's where i got the inspo for my name oh yeah her sulfur revenge her sulfur books so yeah yeah that's it I think that's oh and then on our little Facebook book club oh yeah little there little teasers little teasers which speaking of Angie and some of our other friends who were in a group chat with started a Facebook group for talking about books doing read-alongs it's called little teasers hot and ready (laughs) We're going to be reading Pen Pal by JT Geisinger, but with that in mind, me and Kelsey have been wanting to do our giveaway for our Facebook group, DHA Book Club, and we've been waiting to do a giveaway at a certain number, but we are too excited because we're going to be doing this read-along in this other Facebook group that Angie and some of my other awesome friends who have been on the podcast before as well are going to be in so if you want to go ahead and join our facebook group dha book club we're going to do the giveaway and then we'll direct you over to little teasers because as much as it pains me 
I am spread very thin and have not been active in our Facebook group the way I want to be. So I want you guys to be able to talk about awesome books with awesome people. And that's going to be in little teasers. So go ahead and join the HA book club where you can find all the links for little teasers. And we'll do the giveaway for things like a Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, Audible subscription, super fun stuff like that. And without further ado, shall we toodles? Toodles! Toodles! Uh, Toodles! Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. uh, We'll see you next time. This has been a mess. Well, I I don't I don't understand what you're saying. This has been like very true. (laughs) Ten out of ten. This is like NPR shit. (laughs) NPR. Not professional radio. Oh, there we go. The HA Book Club, an NPR production. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Toodles. Toodles. I just remembered that Sierra Simone had me crying with her description of an orgasm. So <laughs> it was just like so beautiful the way she wrote it. If that's not in our like the end of the episode notes, I don't know what else should be. Angie talking about how an orgasm made her cry. <laughs> or yeah. I mean a description of it. <laughs> I don't the way she wrote it. I don't know like what's the actual term for that, but the way she wrote it, it was like lyrical is it the word that yeah, I'm to say? yeah. so uh, yeah it's sierra also, sometimes orgasms just make me cry <laughs> wow <laughs> it's really good yeah but like not when i'm reading it yeah, yeah. <laughs> valid i don't know if i've ever cried over reading about an orgasm yeah so that happened that was fun i'm like well what is going on with me <laughs> <laughs>